Wellington's own Vincent's Art Workshop is having an exhibition to support Mental Health Awareness Week. So we are talking to Vincent's tireless long-time coordinator, Glenn McDonald, about her life at Vincent's and the big difference they make to many people in our community. Hi Glenn, welcome to B-Side Stories on Access Radio. Hi Laurie. Glenn, just to start off, can you tell our listeners what actually happens at Vincent's Art Workshop? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not in <laughs> one a, sentence. No, OK. It's like, it's like saying to me what, what happens in Wellington, you know. So, oh God. Well, OK, very simply, it's a place where anyone can come and do any kind of visual, creative self-expression. Right. And that, and, but it's more than that. It's, it's, it's a place to come and do art, but it's more. It's... Um, it's 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 like a family. It's right. like a community. Um, people build relationships. Some, sometimes they marry each other. Oh, sometimes they have babies. <laughs> or sometimes they die. You know, it's right. it's it's all the compounds of a dynamic, crazy, wonderful family. That's amazing. Is, is there an? Do, I'm sure there might be in other languages, but does English have a name for something that almost creates that that family or that home like a second home? It's an interesting question. The first time I really realised that this was something like a family or a tribe or a community mm, mm. was when this guy, um, years and probably 20 years ago, he'd been in in Vincent's during the day probably about 93, 94 and he, he'd been doing artwork all day and he, he got up at the end of the day it was closing time and he he just stood there and the way he stood there was like with some sort of presence and he, he looked all around at us and the place and he just sort of smiled and he said this is my phone now and, and I that's when I thought yeah it is isn't it and I think far now is probably a better word. Mm. But as far as an English word goes, the closest I can come to is family. But then everybody has different experiences of what family right. is. So in, in, in some ways, it's, it's the way I've always believed that people should live, like an extended family, a, a cooperative family, a yeah. family that grieves plays, laughs, screams, you know, rages, dances, sings, whatever. Um, I, I think I think um, Western society lives in groups that are too big. I, um, I lived in London for seven years at one point, and I can remember loving the richness of London. Right. But I, I, I eventually just decided that it was too too full of people mm. to really build relationships. And Wellington's the closest I've ever got to it. I, I came back to Wellington, which was where I was born. Right. And I love Wellington. It's um it's it's got the vibrancy of a of a of a capital city, but it's got the connectedness of a much smaller, healthier tribe. You know, like if you think of a fairly kind of um, old tribe that is has learned to be well functioning. Yeah. It's 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 an um, it's a gathering of people where everybody has some place to be, where everybody is needed mm. and not expendable, where people can't be isolated because they're there all the time. Yeah. You know. Well, Vincent's feels like that for me. Everybody's sort of equally important, and the fact that it happens to be in Wellington, which is 
one of the healthiest cities I've ever lived in. Well, probably is the healthiest city I've ever lived in. That that suits me just fine. For you to call Wellington a healthy city mm. is quite an incredible mm. statement, I think. Yeah. Have you got some attributes in your mind that make it so? Yeah. Well, I think what happens in a city as small as Wellington, if it gets unhealthy or a bit of it gets unhealthy, it's picked up much more quickly right. than in a big spread out mm. um group of people like Auckland or London or but and so you notice if it's not working and then because people are pretty cooperative in Wellington compared to London um, they people Groups of people start thinking, oh, look, we've got to do something about right, this. And we've pull, got, yeah, and, and pull, pull, them pull them in again. Yeah. And Vincent's is a catalyst for how that can work, I, I believe, which is why I've never gone anywhere else. Right. <laughs> you know? So, Glenn, um, just for our listeners, what type of, is there a type of people that tend to gather at Vincent's? I love <laughs> She's this not, question. I know, I can see that there's... <laughs> I, I, I've, I've uh, been asked this question so many, so many times. times and I'm always excited when it comes because, <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes a funder will ask me this question. Right. They say, well, what sort of people go to Vincent's? And I'm sort of think a bit and well, I'll pretend to think a bit and I'll say well you know sort of people who might go to the library you know or or the sort of people that might go to a movie or um, sit on the beach or uh, anyone 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 it, it just doesn't matter and that's what got me you know right. the first day I walked into Vincent's and I wasn't too sure if I was welcome if somebody like right. me could be there so what kind of people yep. go there I had that question myself yeah. And I suddenly realised anyone can go there, and that's the richness of it, and that ties back to what I was saying about a healthy tribe. Yeah, it's for everybody, literally for everybody. Anyone who wants to get into a bit of visual creative expression can be there. It's for them. Fantastic. Know? Yeah, that's good. So, what benefits have you seen, Vincent's? Oh, this is another question, mm. is it? <laughs> The classics. Yeah. What benefits does Vincent's provide to to its tribal community? Mm. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to sort of edit myself because yeah. this could take me days to explain. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, somebody at the moment, a woman called Hilary Lowe, is, is compiling stories right. from people yeah. who've, that, really who've been to Vincent. So yeah. uh, there's going to be a gathering of the history and the stories of people. Be fantastic. Yep. So that's what. But I can just think of hundreds and hundreds of examples of people who've come in for a, you know a long time or a short time yeah. who've found, discovered who they really, truly are, who, who've, who've rediscovered their own essence and found that their essence is, is welcome and not just welcome but celebrated. That has an enormous impact on somebody who may have been struggling to find themselves for a while or have had a, a raft of experiences where they haven't felt welcome just to be able to really figure out who they are and be open and honest about that and and then to discover that everybody around you is celebrating that not trying to get you to put on some mask and, yeah. and pretend to be somebody other than who you really are so that and that's that's broadly what what the impact of coming into Vincent's does um, I can think of um, so many 
you know, specific experiences. There was a young man that came to Vincent's years and years ago and did a lot of artwork, but yeah. continued with his law degree. He's, he's, well, he's now as well. He as well, and he's he's now um, a um, a barrister, and um, he's doing just fine. He's yeah. he's got a family, and um, you know, I, I'm not saying that. He wouldn't have done it without us, but I do believe that we were a part of his own journey to self-development and self-discovery, and there are thousands of people like that. Maybe that's what keeps Wellington healthy, because you're right in the heart. (laughs) It it helps, it helps, yeah, it helps. (laughs) In your view, if Vincent's hadn't have been there, what possibly could have happened to, to some of these people otherwise? Yeah, who knows? Um, I, I, I have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people have said to me, if I hadn't found Vincent's, I'd be sleeping rough still, or I'd right. be back in the mental health institutions, or I'd probably be in prison, or or I might not even be alive. Mm. Um, mm. So I know, I know from, I mean, you know, people's own testimony, things they've sa- said. Sometimes somebody, just as they're leaving you know, for the day, we'll tr- drop some gem like that. Or, yeah. or they'll write it down for me so I can keep reading mm. it and use it in my funding application. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also it must make you feel really good about what you do as your day job or what you're doing at Vincent's. Mm. I, I, yeah, I, I often struggle with that, do I feel really... I, I just think I'm lucky. Cool. You know, I mean... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not there to do good. Although I think everybody should, you know, do their best to change the world for the better, um, because it, you have to. That's the deal. But, but I'm there for very selfish reasons. I, I'm happiest when I'm there. You know, I, I feel good about myself when I'm there, and that's. You know, I'm not out there to save anyone's right. life any more than my own. Yep. You know, I mean, yep. I'm the same journey as everybody is. So, Glenn, what is it that keeps you there? Mm. I've, I've never felt so good about who I can be in any other place, you know. So there isn't, I mean, there are, I wouldn't say there are no tricky parts of being the coordinator of a no, <laughs> financially sure, struggling yeah. non-profit <laughs> organisation, especially that, in these that, days. That's a medal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... This place makes more sense than any place I've ever, ever been in. Um, it, it works, and there isn't a morning that I don't come through the door thinking, "Oh, yeah, that's, that's so good." It's probably why I've got so much unused annual leave. Actually. I just <laughs> struggle with that a bit, but yeah, I'm getting slightly better. I'm, I'm learning, you know, to stop every now and again, but not for too long. How did we realise that Vincent's was needed? Okay, so in in the mid-80s, yep. um, a lot of the mental health institutions were closing down and putting, sending out people out into the community. It was right. uh, the beginning of what was ironically called community care. And it had been, right. um, it, it had been happening in Great Britain and the States and New Zealand was working on this in the mid-80s. Up until that time... Who was it, our leader at that point? Well, the, the, the two people who were responsible for yes. establishing Vincent's in, in response to the need that, right. the, the, that people in the community were having was um, Helen Walsh, who worked in, at the Inner City Ministry, which is now the Downtown Community right. Ministry, and um, a social worker, Pam Whittington. Right. And Pam Whittington 
Clinton was, um, you know, very indulgently allowing a few people into her kitchen and they'd sit there drinking tea and doing drawings on her kitchen table. And, you know, this was happening more and more and she was beginning to need a kitchen back. And so she approached Helen Walsh and said, look, we really need to do something for this group of people that used to do art programs in the hospital and and weren't, weren't interest in going to art school but just wanted to keep doing art and so the inner city ministry established were the umbrella organization for vincent's and they oversaw vincent's for a year and then vincent's became an incorporated society at the end of that time right wow are there other models that you follow or models around new New zealand that are similar Other other places around New Zealand follow us. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that might be the answer. <laughs> no, I mean it, it sort of happened organically. Um, okay, so that was a perceived need. A, a, a group mm. of people in Wellington who had been doing art programs in the Porora Hospital, basically, right. um, wanted to keep doing it. You know, they they enjoyed you know, being involved with the creative process and they wanted to keep doing it. So it was just very, very simply a response to a yeah. very clear need. But from the beginning, um, although that, the, this group of people, they were the focus group, there was never, no nobody else was ever turned away. I, I know in the um, late 80s, early 90s, a lot of street kids used to go right. along. Right, yeah, um, fantastic. I, I, you know hadn't had an experience of being in a mental health institution but I was studying at the time but I was welcome and then I thought well anyone's welcome and it struck me that this is a very healthy dynamic because the group of people who had come from the mental health institutions weren't being isolated and stigmatised and labelled because they were working alongside people who had no experience of disability, right. although we all are on a mental health continuum, I, oh, I, yeah, I, aren't I we? <laughs> yeah, but um, so the, it, for me, it was because I was seeing it in the early nineties, mm. and it, I could just see it breaking down all these barriers mm. that I I had always thought were artificial and very very unhealthy barriers in in a community. Yeah, and so I, I just think Vincent's was modelling. A healthy tribe, yeah. you know, and 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 the fact that it was in what I consider a a healthy city uh, emphasised that and encouraged it, you know. I just, it makes sense for me. It's a no-brainer that yeah. we include everybody. It's common sense, yeah, yeah. As you say, it makes sense. So you, I guess, practicing the the philosophy of inclusion. Mm-hmm. What are some of your your key things you could share, or your key drivers? Are obviously that it, mm. it works. When I first came across Vincent's in '93. I just kept thinking this place is light years ahead of its time. Yeah. And I know over the last few years people in this country have talked a lot more about the philosophy of inclusion. But Vincent's was just doing it 29 years ago, just just because they didn't see why not or that we should do it any other way. It just makes sense. What about you talked before about events and, and, and city celebrations mm. that go on that yeah. Vincent's has a lot to do with. Has there been one in particular that's really kind of got everyone r- rallied together working towards some big project? There's been quite a few, but yeah. I mean, C- Cuba Street Carnival was, was a doozy, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we um, we got involved right from yeah. the beginning in some way or another, you know, often producing um, decorations or something yeah. like that. I mean, Cuba Street Carnival was was 
celebrating itself the way we like to celebrate ourselves too. So it, it was a lovely partnership. Partnership, yeah. yeah. Is there a program that you work with with art into prisons? Yep. How, how? What are some of the the benefits or the experiences that the teachers have through that? I mean, we have one t- tutor um, who's been going into Arahata, and I've often Great. gone in with her. Wow. Um, so there's been two of us. I've been spending a bit less time lately because yep. I'm very busy fundraising. <laughs> but um, we've been doing that for about two years now, and the initial brief was to um, design and produce four enormous murals on canvas that they could hang around the prison yep. to brighten it up. But um, it's sort of become more than that over that yeah. time. I've certainly seen this particular tutor, Shah, um, blossom through that wow. experience. I think I think entering a prison for the first yeah. time was, was big, a bit of a bit of a challenge. Stuff. Yeah, big yeah. brave stuff. And um, you know, she's at the stage now where I don't need to go and she's she's just fine. In fact, yeah, she uses the um, walkie talkie radio much better than I ever did. So yeah. <laughs> but but she yeah, and she can see the impact she has had yeah. on all these women and, and what's grown and blossomed. And it's fantastic, yeah, And in terms of the inmates. Um, two of the initial group of women that we worked with on these um, murals, they've since left the prison and one of them regularly attends Vincent's and the other ones yeah. um, also re- keeps in touch. She's found um, full-time employment. So, yeah, it's it, it, can, it can really support people to leave an institution and to re, re, re-engage with their community again. Yeah, wow. But for all of us, it's it's been, uh, you know, really enriching experience. Yeah. It's enriching hearing about it. Mm, it's enriching being in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So we are in Mental Health Awareness Week, yep. and how is Vincent's Art Space celebrating or, or working with mm. this? Well... We have an exhibition um, that we've been working on um, that is opening tomorrow, Tuesday, between 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock in the afternoon. That We're also going to be open right. during that time, so right. people can come in and see how it's working. But um, the, the theme of Mental Health Awareness Week this year is Keep Learning. So all these artworks have got that... Um, that title, Keep right, Learning. Yeah, yeah. And um, they're, they're all painted on um, small bits of thick plywood and they've been cut into various mathematical shapes, I suppose, or geometrical right. shapes, like a plus sign. Yeah. Oh, no, it was a heart sign. That's nothing mathematical about a heart <laughs> sign. Or there might be a square or a circle or something like that. And so people have chosen which shape they want and they've interpreted the theme of Keep Learning in yeah. many unique and amazing ways, and um, this this um, the artists who have been involved with this exhibition have been artists from Vincent's, but also artists from um, Ward Twenty Seven and Wellington Hospital. Right. We do an outreach um, program with them that we've been doing that for the last six years. When one of our tutor goes into the psych unit, right, as well, as well, every Wednesday morning. Yeah, so, so some of those people in the in the psych unit have been putting works into this exhibition too so it's a sort of partnership uh, exhibition. Over your time at Vincent's, what is the thing that you are proud of that Vincent's has done or moved or mm. I, I think um, I think we have made an impact on 
that philosophy of inclusion that we were talking about earlier. I, I, it's something I believe very, very strongly in. I always have. But this is a working model of how it can work. You know, it's. I've, I've talked to quite a lot of creative spaces around the country who are considering becoming more inclusive and they talk about the challenges they face. And I always just say, look, just, just do it, you know. I mean, it's, sometimes people think, oh, you, you'd need more funding. If, 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 if it seems to make sense, you, f- you always find some way of doing it. It doesn't have to be hard. I mean, it wasn't hard for Vincent's. It, no. just, it just did it. There's, and I can point to another model of that, and that's King Street Artworks and Masterton. Right. And in 1997, we established King Street Artworks yeah. and Masterton. Now, that works exactly the same way. Well, it has to because we built it with our recipe. You know, so, right. so, and it's just no no problem there either. That yeah. I think if I was ever going to try and make a point about why you should include everybody in your tribe or whanau or family or community, then both Vincent's and King Street are very good working models of why it works, why why it's important. But mm. if there was a change that you could make that mm. you felt we could do easily to create this inclusion for members in our community, what would it be? Hmm... I think let the idea circle around in your mind. Think about it. Consider it. Mm. Think about the ways why you wouldn't include people. Mm. Why wouldn't you? And if you're not including people, you're wasting them. And when you waste people, they get expensive. (laughs) They need things. It's just obvious, isn't it? 